What's up, everybody? Welcome to a brand spanking new episode of A Yank and a Swede, as I'm rubbing my hands together in my extremely cold office. And oh, I thought it was because we had such juicy fixtures coming up. Uh, no. Unfortunately, that is not the case. Uh, I'm, I'm Sebastian Oren, your Swede, with me, Elliot, your Yank. And uh, yeah, we're going to take a quick look back in time of what was match week 15 here, midweek fixtures, and then we'll take a look ahead at match week 16. Man, it's going by quickly. And um, we're getting closer and closer to Christmas and all well, that. Well, you know, slamming three match days in the span of eight actual days is one way to keep it going quickly. Yep, that will do it, that's for sure. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure that my office is at least 15 degrees colder than the rest of the house. At least 15 degrees, if not more. Oh, boy. You guys have snow there in Cincinnati? Yes, we have snow. We have ice. And um, although right right now the snow has actually melted away because it's actually sunny here today. Huh? Yeah. Sunny here, too, but it's also, you know, 43 degrees. So. Yeah. Whatever that is in Celsius, we're negative two Celsius right now. <laughs> Come on, Seb. Conform to your Americanism. No, never. That is something that I, I just can't get my head around. I, I can't. It's it's fine. It's what we're socialized in. It I is... can't think in terms of centigrade either. Okay, so, so 43 degrees. That's six plus. You're above freezing. Come on. Yeah, that's why I said it's sunny here and it's also 43 degrees. Yeah, above yeah. freezing. You have nothing to complain about. You could be wearing shorts right now. Mm, no, although I did wear shorts a week ago. So. There you go. Okay, well, let's um, go ahead and take a look back at the fixtures midweek. Uh, Manchester United Arsenal, that was, of course, the marking matchup as far as the midweek games were. And it ended in a 2-2 draw, I think, um, quite undeservingly so for Manchester United. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, the the ricochet lightning response from Jesse Lingard is the only thing that saved a point. And Arsenal, on, you know, if you'd told me, and actually I didn't mind too much because I bet on the 2-2 scoreline and lo and behold, there it was. But if you told me beforehand that we would take four points from Spurs at home and at Old Trafford, I'd have been happy with it. But yeah, on the balance of the day, this is two points dropped from Arsenal and a point saved by Mourinho's side. Yeah, so goals came sort of in, you know, quick successions when they were scored. So yep. uh, Mustafi scored in the 26th minute. Four minutes later, Martial tied it up. Then an own goal by Marcus Rojo in the 68th. Re, you know, Arsenal retaking the lead. And then, I mean, that was, what, 30 seconds after that, that Lingard yeah. tied it up? Yeah, and it's, you know, Kolasinac gives us a lot moving forward. He is, but there's a reason that he's a wingback and not a classic fullback. Mm -hmm. And I still, I think that he still deserves a place in the squad. I mean, especially now that we're thinner at the back with injury to Rob Holding, which we'll talk a little more about, I'm sure. But I still, I love him in the squad. He does leave us a little more exposed but the thing that I really appreciated is the response from the Arsenal players and indeed the Arsenal manager in encouraging him, you know, because he knew as much as anyone else that he was culpable. But they are, you know, they stepped up and said, look, you know, yeah, it's a mistake. 
And Emery said, you've got to just learn from it. But, you know, don't get down on yourself. You played a good game. And indeed, he was instrumental in the final third. He's just got to do a little better defending in the defensive third of the pitch. Yeah. Yeah. So you mentioned Rob Holding there. He came out in the 36 minute and reports are now that he's going to be out for around six to nine months with an ACL injury. Yeah, he's done for the season. And it's a shame because he's I mean, he's not. He's not pushing into anybody's best central defenders of the Premier League rankings, you know, at least not the upper echelons of them. But he's had uh, some solid performances and still in his early 20s, you know, this was a great developing season for him. But it's really it's really rough. It's a rough one for a young player who was putting in some hard yards and showing some promising development. So, you know, all luck to him in his recovery I'm sure both the England supporters and, of course, the Arsenal supporters will be hoping that he can pick up where he left off. But it's never easy um, when you've got kind of that importance of confidence and reading the game to come back from injury and, you know, kind of getting back to the mental aspects in addition to the mere physical recovery part. Yeah, absolutely. And it's all ACLs are always uh, iffy injuries. So hopefully everything will work itself out there. So with the dropped points arsenal they go down to fifth place as spurs leapfrogs both arsenal and chelsea with a three to one win over southampton chelsea meanwhile lost against wolves two to one mm-hmm. uh, they took the lead in this one loftus cheek keep playing really well i think that's a sneaky very very good player um you know, he's not the biggest of names at Stamford Bridge, but no. he's, uh, he's a solid, solid player. And then uh, Raul Jimenez and Diogo Jota scored for Wolverhampton in the second half to take a very nice three win or three points. Yeah, and I mean, Wolves will be thrilled with this. I think that it's hard because, you know, it's only goal difference subreading Arsenal and Chelsea both on 31 points with nine wins, four draws, and a couple losses apiece. But realistically, despite, you know, my fandom bias, I have to pick Chelsea as the favorite to finish fourth ahead of Arsenal. So disappointing to have points dropped, but, you know, I think that realistically, you know, we spoke about them as the kind of out-and-out third long, long, long shot horse in the title race, but... I think that Wolves pretty much put the last nail in that coffin. It's it's really Tottenham, Chelsea, Arsenal vying for four, for top four. And that's one race, and City-Liverpool is another entirely. Oh, absolutely. I think with two losses in their last three league games, Chelsea, they're out of that title race now. Uh, we should say that both Manchester City and Liverpool won. Liverpool took a 3-1 win on the road against Burnley. Coming back as well while yep. on the road. Yep, whereas Man City got a 2-1 win on the road against Watford. Uh, not their prettiest of games, but um, enough to take the three points. And we've said that that's that's all you need, really. Yep. So definitely a two-horse race here now between Man City and Liverpool at the top of the table. City sitting in first with 41 points, Liverpool in second place with 39. And yes, then there's that race for you know a top-four finish, but even for third, 
Spurs sitting in third right now with 33 points. And then, like you said, Chelsea and Arsenal, 31 points each. Then there's a little bit of a drop down to sixth. Or the race for sixth. I don't know what to call it, really. <laughs> so you got you got Everton, Bournemouth, and Manchester United all on 23 points. And then Leicester sitting on 22 points. And then Brighton and Hove Albion, 21 points and 10th place. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I mean, fair play to the Seagulls. Um, I think that... They will be as happy as United supporters will be disappointed with their places in the league table here coming into match day 16. Yeah, but I mean, looking at it here too, Brighton, what do you think it's going to be, what's going to be the magical number this season if you have to guesstimate? Last season it was 36. Yeah, I was going to, I was going to say, I was going to say 34. Because I, I, you know, I hate it because I was happy to see the Cottagers come up. I expected bigger things from them, but I just, I'm, I, I think that I think 34 is probably going to be enough for it this year. But we'll see, we'll see. I mean, nonetheless, Brighton are in great shape. You know, they could, they could pick up only a handful of points through the congested christmas fixture list hell they could take two points from all yeah. those matches and still be where they want to be at this point in the season oh that's true and i mean they only have to average slightly under a point per game for the remainder of the season to get up to that you know 34 36 threshold yep so they're in a very good spot uh fulham burnley southampton right now in the relegation zone all teams in pretty Bad form. Fulham, they did get a 1-1 draw at home against Leicester. Burnley, as we saw, they dropped or they lost against Liverpool at home. They have four losses now in their last five, uh, along with a scoreless draw against Leicester. So not looking good there. In Southampton, they got three losses and two draws in the last five. So uh, it's, uh, I don't know. It's It's hard to say here how... How much patience do you have if you're a Burnley? Uh, thinner every day. Um, I mean, I think that not merely just the the results themselves, but having conceded the second most goals in the league, um, you know, but the flip side, you could say, well, all right, Cardiff have been a bit lucky having conceded 30 to Burnley's 32, um, still sitting outside of the drop. They will be absolutely gutted by this result against Liverpool, you know, um, having gone up one to nothing at home. Uh, I can't, it's, it's really tough down at the bottom because I can see arguments for all three of the teams in the relegation zone to battle their way to safety. Um, I think that, I think that this season, I mean, I think that there are really, there are three races, of course, the two-horse title race between two phenomenally high-powered goal-scoring teams, two teams that have, in the shape of Jurgen Klopp and um, Pep Guardiola, arguably the best managers in the game. Um, that's the most exciting. Slightly less exciting is the 3-4-5 race for the top four, who, between Spurs, Chelsea, and Arsenal, will miss out. 
But this this battle for relegation, I will be thrilled if we have a final match day in which there's, you know, five clubs all battling to try to avoid that last drop spot. And I think that's realistic. Oh, yeah. I can, we might even have more. I think we'll probably have one team that's already done and dusted for, and then maybe those last two spots might be still up for grabs or yeah it's still i still find grabs i mean you know negatively up for grabs yeah (laughs) i still find it amazing that fulham are struggling so mightily to find goal scoring form with the likes of sherla mitrovic sassignon but but again there are arguments for every club even smack bang bottle bottom of the table what can claudio ranieri do well he can win the league with leicester city comparatively getting Fulham three, four points that they need to climb out of the drop from very bottom of the table. Not nearly as high a mountain to climb. Yeah, we'll see. And I think it's interesting too, because with so many clubs sort of being in that relegation zone battle, these teams might go out and spend in January too. Mm -hmm. Because you could pretty much buy your way out of this if you get a good enough player. Uh, do you think that Sean Dyche should have left uh, Burnley after last season? Yeah, I mean, it's hard, well, it's hard to say because because his stock was super high. Yeah, right. At this point, it looks obvious. Um, you know, you would hope that the way the storybook goes is that this is you know six chapters into the ten chapter book where he's at his lowest, and then the Climb to triumph begins with I don't know maybe Boxing Day and yeah but that but <laughs> we wouldn't just we wouldn't watch football if it always unfolded with the Cinderella stories like that so yeah if you could go back in time I would be surprised if he didn't take another job because I can't imagine there weren't any on the table no okay let's you know move our focus to what's to come and uh, marquee matchup. On Saturday at 12.30 p.m. Eastern, that's Chelsea taking on Man City. If Chelsea are to have any shot at getting sort of back into the race for the title, they got to win this game. Yeah. And even if they do, I still think they're out of it. That's That's just how good Man City and Liverpool are right now. Yeah, it's it's going to be really hard for Chelsea to even get back into the conversation, and I honestly I don't think that they will. Um, I think that that those three drop points at Wolves are probably going to be enough to keep them from really challenging. Yeah, now eight points, eight points behind second place, ten behind Man City. At, with two teams still undefeated yes. coming into match day 16, I think that's insurmountable. Yeah, that's a very big ask. Uh, to read you off some stats here, two men city right now, 45 goals, 4-7 against. So they're... Crazy. <laughs> they keep scoring goals. and Those are FIFA stats. Those are those are video game stats. No, Although, I mean, you got to say, Liverpool not scoring quite as many, but have conceded one fewer and only are allowing six. Oh, that's very true. Liverpool, they got 30 against and then six allowed. So that's also very, very good. Chelsea, meanwhile, they have 31 goals, four and 13 against. 
So I'm hoping that we'll at least get, you know, a 4-3 game or 5-2 or something. I want goals yeah. in this one. I don't want yeah. it to be a one nothing game. I would be surprised if it was as little as one nothing. I mean, I think that Chelsea getting a goal at home, that, that seems... Seems good value, um, but City scoring less than three seems surprising also. So I, I think this is going to be a 3-1 victory for Manchester City. But, but you know, yeah, in order to stay in that title race, Blues will have to pro- prove me wrong. Okay, so Man City, I'm just reading up here on the Premier League's website. Man City are aiming to be the first defending Premier League champions to beat Chelsea at Stamford Bridge in the league since April of 2002 when Manchester United got a 3-0 win. Wow. That's a good stat. 16 years. It's, it's been a minute. I'm... I, I like I said I expect I expect City to win this, but but obviously you know again I just a few moments ago spoke of Pep Guardiola as one of the best managers in the league, arguably the best manager in the world. He'll have his side up for this. He'll have them aware of all of the dangerous weapons that Chelsea have at their disposal. This will this should be a great game. Yeah. Gosh, I wish I didn't have to work for it. <laughs> and also, right now you can go in and you can vote on the manager of the month. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to cast a vote on Rafa Benitez. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Who are you? Throwing in for the old... Uh, Rafa, there you the go. The old United rival. Boom. Yeah, you can cast your votes uh, until midnight GMT on Monday. So there mm-hmm. you have it. Okay, other fixtures. Uh, like we said, the slate of games might not be the most exciting, but... Um, they still got to be played. If we take a look at our teams, uh, Arsenal, they take on Huddersfield 10 a.m. on Saturday. A game they should win. Yeah, Arsenal goal and a half favorites at home. Uh, I That seems low to me. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I think that seems about right. I expect Arsenal to beat that spread. Um but only by a goal. I think 3-1 sounds right to me in this. Oh, you're actually giving Huddersfield a goal? We could say that Huddersfield right now, they're the least effective team with only 10 goals scored in 15 games. It's not so much that I'm giving Huddersfield a goal as I am not giving Arsenal a clean sheet. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, Leno has showed some great performances, but also you know, with his spillage against Spurs, he's shown that he's by no means, you know... Uh, inviolable like in net and he's also got not only a defense that has struggled to stop the other team from creating chances but without rob holding in front of him some question marks at center half it's really hard for me to see arsenal keeping a clean sheet of course granite jaco will be coming back after his suspension that'll be nice but you know for for all the qualities that he brings, one of the less savory ones is that he gives the ball away pretty cheaply almost almost every match, at least once. And I, I, I could eat some crow if Arsenal keep a clean sheet. That's one of the most delicious crows for me to eat, mind you. But I think Huddersfield will have at least a couple chances to score in this game 
And, you know, Arsenal, again, prove me wrong. Prove me that I ought to be choosing you to keep clean sheets. But even against woeful Premier League opposition, against Premier League opposition, I just don't see us keeping the other team out for 90. Yeah. Uh, we should say that Bournemouth against Liverpool, that's the early game, 7.30 Eastern kickoff on that one. The Arsenal-Huddersfield game is on CNBC. Yeah, bizarre. For those of you here in the States with cable TV. And then uh, let's move over to Manchester United. They take on Fulham at Old Trafford. Uh, multiple broadcasters on that one. Yeah. And, well, and uh, uh, who was it? I saw one of the United players. I'm blanking on who it was. He said that now this is an absolute must-win game for Manchester United. It really is. And uh, Mourinho said it too that, you know, we got to pick up points here and He's very correct in that assessment. Yeah. Uh, but, I mean, looking at it here, you can't honestly try and convince me that if United celebrate the new year in eighth place, that Mourinho is the right man for this team. I'm already, I think you know, you know me, I'm already not convinced that he's the right man, but you can't. I, I just don't see anyone making a logical case for him being the right man for the job if they stay in eighth place. And I think, if he, I think if he loses this game, he gets the axe. Ooh. Now Seb rubbing his hands together, not because he's cold, but because he's intrigued. Yeah. Uh, I, I mean, the thing is that... The thing is that they should not be able to lose this game. You're playing the bottom of the, bottom of the league side. Yeah, at, at home. home. But even if the, if they drop points, if, if, it, if this, this ends game, in a draw, then they will face Liverpool at Anfield on December 16th, going to Liverpool with a negative goal difference. Yeah. That is staggering to see a Manchester United manager keep his job in that scenario. Yeah. We should say also that uh, Mourinho's agent, Jorge Mendes, uh, issued a statement that he, his client is fully committed to Manchester United uh, as we got some reports that Real Madrid might be interested to bring him back. Yeah, uh, I mean, he's this is the this is the bizarre thing about the legacy and mystique of the special one is that even amid tons of dressing room controversy, even amid woeful results with a huge payroll and having had a you know the tabloid headline war chest which he's spent on his players he could get fired and still land an absolute top tier job and I know that Real Madrid have had a really frustrating season so far obviously I think that one of the one of probably the largest talking points in the legacy of Cristiano Ronaldo will be how they've done through 14 games this season without him clearly you know the lack thereof almost speaks as much to how important he was to Madrid as his performances on the pitch there as they sit with 23 points behind not only Sevilla and Atletico and, of course, Barcelona in first, but Alaves in fourth place. Who saw that coming? No, that's very true. I mean, how about we do this? We do a trade. Let's let's, uh, (laughs) copy the American system here. Real Madrid, they get Mourinho. United get Bale. There we go. Everybody's happy. Yeah, I don't think so. No, me neither. Yeah, Gareth Bale not enjoying his time at Real Madrid right now, getting booed off and stuff like that. 
uh, in a bit of a scoring slump too. So it's just so bizarre to me that a man can win the Champions League and get booed off the pitch a few months later. Yep, it's just football is cruel. That's what it is. Yes, it is. Uh, the late game on Saturday, that's Leicester taking on Spurs. Then Sunday, one game, 11 a.m., that's Newcastle against Wolves. And then one game on Monday, Everton-Watford. We got, let's see, yes, we do have one derby here between West Ham and Crystal Palace. Ooh. That's not NBC Sports gold, though. Yeah, uh, NBC Sports Gold. I, you know, I, I commented that it's bizarre to see Arsenal on CNBC, but I'll take that with both hands over a paywall. Yep. No, that's very true. Yeah, we'll see how things shake out here. There's a lot of teams in desperate need for points, but... Well, and I, I think, could, though... You could argue that Manchester United right now are... Well, no, because you got teams in the relegation, so never mind. Uh well, yeah, but I think that the honestly, for me, the team that will be coming into this weekend with supporters, perhaps even the most anxious, will be Liverpool because this is this is a moment that we could be talking about in April as a turning point. You know, City again, rightful favorites going into Stamford Bridge, but as that stat that you spoke of illustrates, that no defending champion has taken all three points there since two thousand two. That's a hard game for them, nonetheless. And Liverpool have to expect a victory despite playing on the road. And this this match day could be where we see Liverpool end in first place. Yep. And I would I wouldn't again rightful favorites are City, but tell you what, at uh, three to one odds, I, I may be putting a small pint's worth of money down on a City Chelsea draw. And we'll maybe talking about new league leaders come Tuesday. That's very true. Yeah, with that, we'll leave you with all the goodies this weekend. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon. As always, you can follow us on Twitter. I'm Seb Norin. Elliot is Keats was better. And then give one yank, one sweet a follow as well. Until next time, have a good one. Bye-bye.